Hello, you are listening to the Morning Mindset Podcast, where we in this podcast do all things to do what? Get your mind right. I know that as women, as professionals, we have all the things going on for us. We have the degrees, we have the jobs, we have the kids, we have the spouses, we have the families, we have all the things. But all in all, do we have our minds right? So in each episode of this podcast, what we would like to do is to help you to break down those things that are weighing you down, that are causing barriers, that are keeping you from being the best that you can absolutely be. Yes, we come at it from a career standpoint, but it's real life stuff that you'll be able to apply for all of your life. So if you're ready to really get your mind right, to really push beyond your limitations, to really go beyond limiting beliefs, to break free of fear, imposter syndrome, self-doubt, this is the place for you. Keep listening. I'm your host, HR exec turned career pathfinder and executive coach, Keisha Hicks, and I welcome you to the morning. Hello, hello, hello. For those of you that don't know me, um, I'm Keisha Hicks. I am an HR executive or HR leader, as well as I'm a career coach. Um, I own a business called the Elevate Her, where primarily I work with um, HR professionals that are underrepresented, underpaid, undervalued, um, underemployed, underutilized, all the unders. And essentially what I do is I help them to land their next HR role. So that's what I've been doing. All right. So um, I was thinking and talking to um, a lot of folks and fear has been a factor for too many people, way too many people. And so what I, I even thought about my own experience and and going through my career, like how did fear show up for me? Have I been able, able to conquer fear um, or throughout my career? And here's the thing. Yeah and no. Right. I've been able to overcome some things. But here's the thing about fear. It is the monster underneath your desk. Right. It is the monster in your underneath your cubicle, in your cubicle with you. It's the monster that even is working from home with you. Right. Fear is fear is fear is fear. And it's everywhere. And if we're not careful, we as professionals can get consumed by this fear. And as we get consumed by this fear, this can actually alter our trajectory, alter the growth that we could have. And so what I wanted to do is really, um, really dig into fear and really think about how can we overcome this, right? Um, specifically, um, not no tea, no shade towards the fellas, but um, as women, we're really emotional creatures, right? And um, we can get so wrapped up, tied up, tangled up in our emotions that we will in- inevitably block ourselves, right? But for me, that's what's happened, right? I can get so caught up and wrapped up in my own emotions that I'm just like, man, hold on, right? I can stop and alter lots of things that could be working towards my benefit. And so today we are going to tackle the fear of lack, right? So that's what we're going to conquer today. Um, so how many of you have heard of the concept scarcity mindset? Um, because that essentially is what the fear of lack is. The fear of lack is this whole operating from this scarcity mindset. Now, here's the thing that I will tell you. Um, when we operate at a scarcity mindset, sometimes we do it consciously and, and unconsciously, right? So to think about it in terms of unconsciously first, 
um, I had to think about this. And I was I was talking to my husband again. Y'all know he's like he's like my sounding board sometimes. But I was talking to him this morning. And I was like, you know, when I think about this whole thing about the scarcity mindset, a lot of times some of us just can't even help it. Like we cannot truly help the fact that we're coming from the scarcity mindset. And I say that because some of us were were birthed into um households into families where that was the norm, right? Um, where, you know, you were taught, like, we don't have a lot, we don't have enough, right? So you, this is all we have to work with, right? Um, we can't, we can't do more than this because we don't have it. And so what happens is um, sometimes from an economic standpoint, when we don't have enough, we don't have enough money, or you, or you might have the parent, maybe you were born into a, you know, maybe you were raised by a single parent, who was like, you know, working a ton of hours. They didn't have the time. There was never enough time. Like um, what happens is that those things follow us into our adulthood and consequently follow us into um, how we move um, as professionals in the workplace, right? Um, so yeah, so we move according to those types of mindsets, right? And so some sometimes we do it and we don't even know that we do it, right? Um, whereas... On the flip, the conscious thing, when we do it and we have this 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 mentality of I don't have enough time, I don't have this, I don't have enough, enough, enough. That's the word enough, right? Oftentimes what happens is we when we're doing it consciously, it's based on fear, right? There's a fear. But subconsciously, we may not even know because we've been birthed through this, right? And so um, I have to think about it sometimes. And I'm going I'm to I'm give you a little bit of history lesson. Like for me, I think about it like this. I'm one generation away from segregation, right? If I think about it, historically, I'm one generation away from segregation. My parents grew up during a time of segregation. My parents grew, were born in the 50s. That's a time of segregation, right? And if I think about my grandparents, they were born in a time even before then, okay? So um, is this a black-white thing? Not necessarily, but I think we have to understand certain places in time. Right. And I think sometimes when we're trying to to uncover and to get in to discover where I why we are certain ways, we have to think of where we came from. Right. And sometimes that's a scary place to be. But if I think about the lives, the lives in which they led. Right. They led from a place of scarcity. Right. They led from a place of inadequacy in some instances. Right. You didn't have enough. Right. You didn't have enough time. You didn't have enough resources. You didn't have enough, enough, enough. And so what they did was they busted it. They busted it hard, working very, very hard. Right. Because I think about like my dad, my dad was in manufacturing. Right. He was in the automotive plant and he will he tells stories of how he worked hours and hours and hours of overtime. Right. Because he had to have enough. And it was a lot of backbreaking like work, literally. Right. Um, You think about my grandparents, like. Picking cotton. Come on, man. That's hard work. Right. So there was always this notion that you had to work hard, hard, hard in order to have just enough to survive. Right. Um, there is this notion that you have to go to school and you have to have all of this stuff just just to get just enough to get by. Right. So here's the thing with that. What I think about. For for our parents, for my parents, for my for my grandparents, they wanted my parents to have a better life. Right. My parents wanted me to have a better life, right? But it was also, but could they really teach me how to live out of a place of lack? Like you don't have enough. They tried, 
the answer to that is they tried, right? But there were these things that consciously I became fearful of, right? So what? how did it show up for me? Well, there was this always, like I can remember, especially early on in my career, it's not so much now, but there was this feeling of I'm not good enough, right? Um, I'm not good enough um, to, to be in a certain kind of role, right? Um, or there's this fear that I'm going to go without, right? Like I'm not going to be able to do these things. So I'm going to go without. So like I've worked two, three jobs like my entire life, right? Because I was always this fear that I was going to go without, okay? So let's talk about the fear around not being good enough, okay? Because I think as professionals, we need to talk, we need to go there first, okay? And um, we lead from a place of I don't have, okay? And because we lead from this place of I don't have, then what happens is because I don't have, I'm less confident in my abilities to do that thing. And I won't even try for that thing because I think I don't have. Because I've done that, right? I've looked at things. I've looked at job postings. I've looked at opportunities and say, you know what? I don't have what it takes. How many times have you said that? I don't have what it takes to do that, right? I, I don't have enough experience. You know how many times I hear that from people? I hear that from people all the time that say, I say, okay, what's your biggest challenge with um, moving into a new role? And you know what? They'll tell me, I don't have enough experience. I don't have enough, okay? So the thing is, you automatically are dealing from a place of lack. That is a place of lack. I don't. When you say I don't have enough, that is a place of lack. So think about how many times you've been dealing from a place of lack. Keyword number one, lack. Okay, place of lack. Where have you been dealing from a place of lack? All right. When have you said I don't have enough? Right. Or I don't have the right, right? I don't have the right qualifications. I don't have the right experience, right? That is always dealing from a place of lack, right? Um, someone would never pick me, right? Because I don't have, right? So when we deal from that place of lack, right? You automatically set yourself up to fail. Because what happens is when you deal from a place of lack, you automatically assign this 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 thing to you, right? That's not a good th think about it. When you are dealing with a, from a place of lack, what is the feeling that comes from when you say out your mouth, "I don't have enough"? When you say that, what's the feeling that is internalized? When you, when I say I don't have enough, I don't have enough experience. I don't have enough of the right expertise. I don't have the right education. I don't, I'm not enough. What is that feeling then that you feel, right? For me, it's like, I'm unworthy. I'm inadequate, right? It's like, and I feel bad. Like I feel bad. And then it's like my confidence level completely tanks. And so then every time I show up somewhere, you can see that on me. Like it, it's, it's like a billboard. It's like I'm like these clothes that I'm wearing. It is just like that. I'm wearing that at that point in time. Here's the thing. You are choosing to lead from a place of lack. Now, I know I said that there are some things that are subconsciously going on that you don't even know. It's like you sleepwalking. You don't know. But there are also things that you do and you are aware that you do it. Right. Because anytime you hang out with me. 
you will know that I always say first things first, become acknowledge what it is that is that is that is the issue. Then once you acknowledge it, now you're aware of it. And once you become aware, you now have to go into action. So here's the thing. We are acknowledging the fact that when I feel like I'm operating from a place of lack, that it's causing me to feel inadequate, like a failure, self-doubt, low self-esteem, all these things, right? I'm acknowledging that that's there. I am now aware of it. My eyes are wide open. So now I have to act. I have to do something, right? I can't stay in this place. Because as I stay in this place, what happens is it just becomes even more entrenched. It becomes even more, I become even more fortified in that belief that I'm not enough, right? And the more I become fortified in that belief that I'm not enough, the more I'm going to stay in the same stale place, okay? So the thing is, bottom line is, moral of the story, you have to deal with that. Right. But what that what that means is that you have to now have keyword number two, faith, faith. Keyword number two is faith. Faith. OK. And the reason why you have to have faith or what do you let's go to let's go here first. What do you have to have faith in? You have to have faith in your abilities. Because going back to my example earlier, when we were talking about, well, I don't have enough experience. OK, wait a minute. So as we began our work this afternoon, we started to break down a job description. And as we started to break down this job description, it became evident that the thing in which she thought she didn't have, right, the place of lack that I'm living in, I actually do have, right? So now I have to have faith in my ability. I have to have faith in my ability to say, you know what, I can in fact do this because guess what? I've been doing it, right? So here's the thing. I have to have one faith in my abilities. Okay. The next thing that I have to have as I'm moving through this thing is I have to have um, faith in my resiliency, right? Faith in my resiliency, which means this faith in your resiliency means that I may not have it right now, but I got enough grit to get out here and get it right you know, it's not riding around and getting it. Okay. That was a whole nother, that was a whole nother situation. Right. But you got enough grit. You got enough resilience. You got enough bounce back that you will turn around and you will go get it. Right. So the thing that I don't have, maybe the thing, maybe I don't have enough experience. Maybe I don't have the thing that they're looking for in this position, but guess what? I have faith in my ability to go get it. Right. So faith in my resilience, faith in my resilience, I'm a bounce back. I got this. I'm going to get it. Okay. So that's the thing that I think, first of all, that we have to have, you have to have faith in your abilities and faith in your resilience. Right. And here's the thing that I also think that you have to have faith in. You have to have faith in the fact that you are going to be okay. Right. You have to have faith in the fact that you are going to be okay. Cause let me tell you something. This is a real talk moment. You have not came this far to only get this far, right? Let me say that again. You have not came this far to only get this far. So you got to have faith in the fact that you're going to be okay. Faith in the fact that you're going to be all right. Everything that you need, you're going to have, right? If you don't have it already, everything that you are lacking, you're going to get, right? So you got to have that faith that you're going to be all right, okay? Now, 
Um, so you always have to think that because here's the thing. Faith requires receipts. Now, let me tell you what I'm talking about. I can say all day long that I have faith in my abilities. But again, go back to my example. We had to break down this job description and she had to I had to show her where she had done these things that me showing her is the receipt. OK, faith has to have receipts. Right. So faith in my resilience or my able to my ability to bounce back has a receipt. Think about it. Go to your proof point. OK, where is the proof? The proof is that you've been knocked down before. OK, you've been disregarded before you have not had before, but somehow now you do have. Right. That's a receipt. OK, that's a receipt. Now, if you think about it, faith in the fact that you're going to be all right. There have been times that have been way worse than this for you, probably. Right. You've seen way worse. You've dealt with way worse. And guess what? You survived it. And you came out on the other side of it. Right. So that's a receipt. Faith requires receipts. For some of us, you know, some of us walk around on blind faith, but if you're not like that and for real, that's real. I haven't always walked around on blind faith, but you got to have receipts sometimes. So go back and check your receipts. Right. So here's the thing. Like I always tell people when you're going for a promotion or when you when you're trying to set yourself up for a raise, you got to have receipts. Same thing. Your faith requires you to have receipts, but you have the receipts. You have the proof. What you what, what are you scared of at that point? Right. So here's the thing. When you thought think about it like this, when you thought you weren't going to have enough money for something, it came through. Right. Some kind of way it came through. Right. When you thought you weren't going to be able to do something, it came through. Right. So you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. Now, here's here's the thing, too. Let me tell you um, how fear of lack makes it difficult for you to plan and invest in yourself. Okay, because fear of lack will make it hard for you to plan. Right. Because here's the thing. If I only think that I only have enough or just enough or I don't have enough, ain't a way I'm planning for nothing else. There's no way I'm going to invest in anything else. Right. So some of y'all, there is a training class. There is a coach. There is a mentor. There is a program. There is a, a school. There is something that you needed to invest in and you are reluctant to invest in it because you like. Well, I don't have enough anyway. Or even if I do this, it may not even work for me. Right. And so then I'm really going to be in trouble because I won't have enough. Let me tell you something. Real simple question. Real simple example. Some people walk around with some of the cheapest shoes on their feet. Now, I'm, I'm a big thing about shoes. I, I do have this thing about shoes. Um, and I'm not saying that you got to go out here and, and buy, you know, three, four hundred dollars shoes. I'm not saying that. But follow me. Sometimes you will walk around with the most raggedy stuff on. OK. And you will go get something that's cheap just to get you by. Right. When that thing finally falls apart, your shoes are flapping. Right. You'll finally go get something new. But that's something new that you get will be just enough to carry you through. Right. Until it break down on you. And then now you get something else just enough to carry you through. Do you get what I'm going with this? Instead of just saying, you know what, let me go ahead and just spend the money now on something good that I know is going to do more than just carry me through. 
But that requires me to plan and that requires me to invest and that requires me to have faith. Right. So some of y'all, I'm coming down somebody's street right now. So if I step on your toes, get your feet out the aisle. It's okay. Some of y'all are like, you know what? I can't find a job. This is real life. This is what I hear. I can't find a job right now. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep working with the same resume that I have. And I'm just going to work it out. I'm just going to, I'm just going to keep doing what I do instead of investing in someone say like a resume writer, not me. I'm not a resume writer. I'm not saying that, but instead of investing in somebody to help you, you'll go online and grab something from Google or something that you didn't see that can get you by just enough, right? Just enough until you get to somewhere else to the next point. But then that falls apart. Then you're like, okay, well, let me get just enough of something else. The thing is, why are you scared to make an investment in something? Because you're dealing from a place of lack. I don't have it, so I better not give it away. I better hold on to everything I have, right? But that's not it, right? You can't constantly keep holding on to everything you have and making these short-term goals and have this short-term thinking and this limited mindset and expect to go higher. Like it doesn't work that way. You cannot have a short-term limited mindset and expect to have long-term expansive great things happen for you. It doesn't work like that. It does not work like that. And and I think sometimes that we think that if we do invest in something, it has to come real quick. One of my favorite quotes is the day you plant the, the seed is not the day you eat the fruit. But some of us, all we can think about is the fact that I put my energy, air and gases into this. The effort went into planting the seed and now I don't have nothing else for nothing. Instead of working, working that seed, working that investment so that it will grow and be the fruit that it is. Right. So that's where I want you to think about is like, how, how am I showing up when it comes to even planning for myself? Right. How am I investing in myself if I'm always thinking about a, a, I'm always operating with a spirit of lack? Right. So here's the third point that I want to make today. I actually have a three point at three points today. I'm proud of myself. The third point that I want to help you with is now how, in fact, I always tell you all what it is and why it works. But I'm going to give you the how today. How do you start to move from operating from a spirit of lack? So three, three things that you can do, maybe four, four things. Okay. first thing is. Stop focusing on what you don't have and focus on what you do have. Y'all can catch this in notes for your friends. Number one, focus on what you do have. Okay. Focus on what you do have. So that means for some of y'all, that's going to be a complete mind flip. Because again, for those of you, especially looking at opportunities, whether it be, you know, new job opportunities, whatever, when you're looking at a, a job description, stop stacking yourself up against it as far as, okay, I don't have this. I don't have this. I don't have this. I don't have this. Immediately, that's what you go to. But instead, what I offer you is to look at it and say, okay, I do have this. I do have this. Switch your brain. Okay. So number one is focus on what you have, right? You do have expertise. You do have the right network. You do have these things that you think you don't have. But what that's going to require you to do is to go back and find your receipts. Okay. Get your receipts. All right. The second thing that you're going to have to do 
is check your circle. Check your circle. Somebody put that number two, check your circle. Who are you hanging around? Right. For me, um, I am big on uh, community. Right. So like even in my programs, my programs, I push the concept of community. Yes, we can do things one on one. Yes, we can think do things on our own. But sometimes you need community and you need the right kind of community. Right. You you need people who are doing the same things that you're doing, but doing them in a positive way. Right. So check your circle. If you got a lot of people in your circle right now that are also dealing from this, I don't have it. I don't, I'm not good enough type of mentality. Check it, check it. And by all means, if you're the leader in that circle, come on up out of there. Right. But check your circle, right? Who are you around? What does it say? You the sum total of the top of the five top five people you hang around or whatever that is. Y'all figure out the quote, right? Basically it means check your circle. Who are you running with? Right. Because as my grandma used to say, spirits transfer and that's real. Right. So you want to be around negative people all the time. What you think you're going to be negative. Right. And I'm not saying you should walk around like I got sunshine and rainbows in my back pocket. No, if that's not your personality, it's not. But if you always walking around like Linus with your thumb and your blanket and it's cloud over you all the time, don't nobody want to hang out with you anyway, except people just like that. Right. And I'm sorry, I'm not taking people like that with me. I'm not taking people like that, like who have lack mindsets with me anywhere that I'm going, right? And if I have a lack mindset, don't take me with you, right? Because all I'm going to do is bring you down, bring you down, right? Think about it. Check your circle, okay? Which means that it's going to be some people you're going to leave behind. And that's, guess what? It's going to be okay. You're going to be all right, okay? Now, um, number three is incorporate gratitude, incorporate gratitude into what you do. Right. And I think sometimes we think, okay, I should just be saying thank you. Yeah. But what are you thankful for? Not only that, but what are you most proud of that you are able to accomplish? Right. Like I asked my group that this week, what are you most proud of this week? That's a moment of gratitude because sometimes we can get so caught up in what didn't work well or what didn't go right or what I didn't have enough of that I forget to be grateful for the things that did go well, right? So have an attitude of gratitude because gratitude determines your altitude, all right? I'm going to say that again. Have an attitude of gratitude because gratitude determines your altitude. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm trying to go up higher. I'm trying to go up higher. I'm trying to keyword number three, elevate. Keyword number three, elevate. I'm trying to go up higher, but the only way I can be go up higher is to be thankful for the space in which I'm in now, right? And to be grateful for how far I've come and to be proud of the moments that I can be proud of, right? And thinking about thinking back over everything that's happened, what can I be proud of? So I encourage you to take a minute today, take a moment and say, you know what? What am I most proud of that happened this week? Write it down, right? Then say to yourself, what am, I, what am I looking forward to for next week, right? Change how you speak about things. Change how you think about things, right? All this is mindset. And then number four is recognize your possibilities. When you're dealing with an area or dealing for, or operating from an area of lack, you think that nothing is possible for you. Oh, that you, you oftentimes, oh, that wouldn't happen for me. 
Oh, they would never hire me. Oh, I could never get in a role like that. Oh, I could never have that, right? You limit your possibilities. But I, but my friends, recognize your possibilities. Recognize that there, that all things are possible for you. But the thing is, you have to have faith and believe that, right? And somewhere along your journey, you have lost faith, right? You have lost faith. And so now, instead of having faith, you have lack, right? So today, I hope that you move from a place of lack to being able to really check your receipts. Go back and check your receipts, right? And, and bounce it off of somebody, right? Because sometimes I'm telling you, like this morning when I had the conversation with a certain person, she didn't think about it the way that I showed it to her. And I will say that she she started off kind of wilted. Like she was a little wilted, a little flower. But the time we ended up, she was sitting up a little, little higher. Why? Because then the self-confidence came into play. And that's what happens when you're operating from a place of lack. Y'all said it. It's low self-esteem. It's low self-confidence because you're operating from a place of I don't have. But instead, focus on your possibilities. Focus on what you do have and stop being afraid of lack. Because here's the thing. As long as you keep going and growing, you're always going to be increasing. Right. And so. Will you ever have 100% of what you need all the time? No. But does that mean that it's not yours for the taking and for the asking? Absolutely not. Right? So get your minds right. And, and really be thinking about no more am I operating from a spirit of lack. Listen, listen, listen. Thank you so much for catching today's episode. You could have been anywhere, but you chose to be here with me. And for that, I'm so thankful. If you enjoyed listening to today's episode, make sure that you subscribe to the show so that you don't miss any of my upcoming episodes. Have a fantastic day.